Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where significance blooms right here in athletics and sports on Survival Radio Network. I am so happy to come to you this day. I think this is our first uh, Wednesday in February, the Love Month, and uh, which kind of uh, made me think about um, the workshops that I just created. Um, for student athletes, I would love, love, love to come to your campus. Um, really, the month of February on, but uh, it just came to me. You know, I, I teach at Hampton University in sports management, and I do travel a lot uh, to workshops and and um, to grow myself. And one of the main topics have has been the mental wellness, mental wellness, and I did go to the Black Student Athlete Summit, which also had that topic, and um, interesting enough, um, there was a, how am I going to say this, an an emotional topic uh, about how administrators are contributing to the problem when it comes to coaches and student-athlete mental wellness. Um, To sum it up, it's it's the bullying. However, here's the issue. How our coaches were coached, they can't coach the same way. Now, I'm trying to study and figure out why that is, you know, why uh, our coaches could be able to accept that type of behavior and kids today cannot. And one of those ideas is because uh, they're not used to failure, um, and the communication is a little different, especially uh, today when kids curse each other out uh, via um, text and video. Uh, most of it's passive-aggressive. So when someone comes at them directly, they don't know how to really respond. Again, I don't have any scientific theory, but, you know, you just watch out. I'm going to read up some more stuff and find out about it. But as I've been teaching it to my class, how to be the professionals to help the student-athlete, we came up with, or I came up with as they were talking, um, we're talking about changing the culture. And when I do workshops, they're very interactive. So it just came to mind how many people remember the newlywed game? The newlywed game, and uh, it was it came around it came around seven o'clock right after the news, and uh, you you would see folks 
uh, we're all happy and and just loving on each other uh, as to introduce them. So it's not the same way when we have our student athletes sign those agreements to come to our campus, and we're all excited about the new uh, marriage, or the new contract, or the new agreement uh, to walk together. Um, and but something happens. Something happens after he comes on campus. You start mingling in with everybody else, and you start treating them not as special as you did when you tried to get them. And that's why it's called a newlywed game. You know, we we even say that sometimes um, when we get our first job, we call it our honeymoon period. Um, and then all the newness wears off, and we just fit in with the groove. Well, the problem is the kids today don't understand when that happens. They think it's something that they did. The reason why you don't love them in the way you used to, and they don't know how to process that, okay? Because they are in uh, the world of likes, you know, the likes on social media. And if you don't like me, then I'm not included. And being included is one of those Maslow's needs. I've been going too deep for you all. So anyway. I created this workshop called We're in This Game Together, all right, with the theme of love, but they don't have to know this about love, you know. So we're in this game together. So kind of using my communication um, training that I do with this, and I kind of tried this out at Albany State. Uh, What I did, I had a student athlete from every team to come up after I trained them about the disc behaviors using birds, um, D is an eagle, I um, is a parrot, um, S is a dove, and C is an owl. And so if you don't know what that all means, you got to look up disc. And so uh, after I trained them what that is and how to identify that in themselves and then um, how to read in others, I have a representative from each team come up and tell me uh, what is their coach. Now, when I tell you, I mean, I did this with the whole student-athlete body. I mean, it was like 300 kids in one room. I gained all their attention when their teammate had to go up and tell me what the communication style of their coach. Uh, so it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Could uh, could the student-athletes read their coach, and then when their coach realized that they may not be exemplifying the communication style that they thought they were. So which gave me the mindset of they really do want to connect and how are we doing with that. So you remember the newlywed game, the question would be asked, and um, um, one, of the, one of the couples would be in a different room, uh, and then you come back and you see if the answers match. So I would love, love, love to bring this to your campus um, this month. And thereafter, but this month, because my mind is about the love piece, and we're in this game together. And I am booking uh, for uh, college workshops now. So this is something that you're interested in. And i got three schools um, that we are scheduling dates. So you need to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, and uh, get on the calendar. Because, again, I love, love what I do. Believe me. 
and I just know this is the answer to some of the issues of communication uh, with our folks. Because I'm going to tell you, when a student athlete knows that you know them, that you care about them as a person, now, not just what you can do for them in the win column, uh, but when they know that you understand them, know them, and care about them, it, it will kind of eliminate some of uh, this passive aggressiveness of our student athletes and internalizing um, corrective action. Uh, I believe this, and you know I'm gonna probably do some research on it as I'm doing it. But that's one thing I try to do. I try to identify an issue and work to uh, to my ability creating process procedures and now workshops to try to correct that. Um, so I really would love to test this. Um, wholeheartedly, because when I did it, I tested with the DISC assessment. But I would really love to just launch my we're in this game together with you, with you. Um, and another resource, just change the subject slightly, you know, that's what I try to do. I try to bring you resources, especially when I know that it works. And, uh, and, and I'm really excited about the fact that um, there are people – in the group that will tell me, hey, I took your advice and I bought this book um, or I read this, uh, I'm using this. In one of the cases, uh, Amanda Knight picked me picked me up for um, um, the sports power luncheon, and she mentioned, um, she thanked me for recommending uh, the book Surviving the Lights of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoid the Curse. It was ironic that we were on our way to a uh, to the luncheon um, that, again, was concerning football, and uh, the book pertains to professional athletes and how, um, how they have to navigate a world that they're not familiar with. And you know when you go to an area you're not familiar with, you make some wrong turns. And anticipating that, this book was written to avoid those taking those wrong turns and hitting those pitfalls. And so hats off to Tawana Smith, our media partner, um, who has written this book in a peer form. And research shows that uh, young people listen to peers more readily uh, than a supervisor or a coach. And so this is what I'm saying. If you get this book, you can have it on your bookshelf. So when uh, you see um, a student athlete maybe looking at the professional ranks um, and you don't necessarily feel comfortable in giving your personal opinion or your or your um, professional opinion, or they might even come to you to ask you which agent to select. Or you see that they're just about to just use all their family members and friends, and you all and you kind of know that's going to be a no-no. But you know they're not going to take your word for it. Get this book. Get this book. Put it on your shelf, or put it on your um, uh, send it to them as an e-book. Because I have found that to be so helpful when I see something that somebody's about to make a mistake, I just send them an e-book because you can do that. You can buy it and then they'll automatically get the link to, to download it. I'm just trying to tell you, this is the way to go. And this book is in three different formats. It's an e-book, which I haven't, I haven't gotten. I'm going to get that because I love e-books. 
and it is uh, uh, no, take that back. I have it as an ebook. I don't have the audio book. Audio book is probably what I'm gonna get next. Audio book, ebook, and paperback. So the name of the book is called Surviving the Lights: A Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoid the Curse by Tawana Smith. And just a side note, if the NFL found this to be a great resource for college students, uh, they bought all of the participants in the Celebration Bowl this book, then uh, why don't you think so too? All right, so get on the bandwagon. This is one of the bandwagons that I definitely say jump on, get on, and and learn from it because it's important uh, to be a resource to our young people. Um and not just uh, following the usual protocols that you know of, because what we don't know, we don't know. And uh, this is definitely a resource that I have enjoyed. Um, I'll tell you another another entity uh, for those bodies of individuals beyond student-athletes, those athletes that want to be sports agents. Yes. Um you know that there's a specialty about that, and uh, you need to kind of learn the pitfalls so that that those individuals can um, uh, jump ahead of the game. And it really helped me because I did not know a lot of the things uh, uh, that take place. And interesting enough, I didn't know that even though they get drafted. Um, and that's usually what March or so, and then the season starts in August. They don't even get paid until the whistle blows. Now I don't mean the whistle from practice; I mean the whistle of the game. And uh, yeah, you just need to know that. You need to know that. And I didn't know that until I read the book. So get the book, Amazon, a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse by Tawana Smith. I have another partner out here who is also going to college campuses, and uh, we would love to partner together. I mean, but, you know, if, if we can't, we understand, um, and I will yield to him based on your needs, okay, because Eric Smith is the financial literacy coach, and he has been traveling. I'm looking through my um, my my the Facebook group, and um, I just – I put his name in, Eric Smith, and when I tell you this man is traveling, I've been posting his other locations. Uh, I think ever since October, I think he's been doing at least four four workshops a month. And uh, but he's our meeting partner. He believes in the and our uh, value here in the garden, and so he wants me to tell you about him because he knows we have a, a high reach, and you just can't beat that. So I am saying, you know, if you have communication issues, I'm your girl, leadership pieces. If you want to get your student-athletes go from fixed mindset to growth mindset, I'm your girl. But if you want to talk about financial literacy, if you know, uh, oh, my goodness, I had a young lady that was doing some work for me, and she had never put a stamp. Yeah, hear this. Never put a stamp on a letter, which blew my mind. 
And then, uh, yeah, some kids have never written a check. Can you believe that? They have never written a check. And uh, you say budget, they really don't know what that means. Maybe a budget for they hosting a party, but how do you budget? How do you how do you manage that? And four hundred one k, don't know what that is. Um, by the time these kids come out, we know such thing as pension. Let's just be real. Uh, so therefore, they have to learn how to put away for money because Social Security is not what you're gonna be living off of. Um, and so, Eric Smith is the guy. Is the guy, and um, it's 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 funny because he gave out uh, at one of my um, workshops. He sent me these single dollars, yes, single dollars with stamps on them that said uh, "Being broke ain't sexy." And I was like, "Okay, this guy is real." I said, "This is a real dollar bill." He said, "Yep, it's a real dollar bill." So he's invested in you. And if he's taking the time to invest in the garden and uh, believes in what he's doing, I think you should check him out. So it's called Teach Your Students How to Turn $1 into 50 Book him today, the financial literacy coach, to learn how. Go to thefinancialliteracycoach.com. Again, thefinancialliteracycoach.com. So invest in those who invest in us. And uh, it is that season, you know, and I believe in um, doing workshops because my kids get restless. You know, when that weather starts changing, uh, they their attention span goes out to the wind. When the sun comes out, their mind just goes. So you got to have activities to keep them going. You, it, it's a must. It is a must. And um, I will be happy to tell you, um, when I actually have these books in my hand, okay, I don't have them yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think they're gonna be here by the end of the week. So, yes, the book is actually in my hand, just not in my hand. But I am taking orders. I am taking orders for my book, and uh, my 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 chapter in the book is really. Uh, pertaining uh, to many of you all, what I call it, the public figure mask, exit stage left. And, uh, yes, you are a public figure, even if you don't realize it. If you're a coach, you're a public figure. If you're an administrator, you're a public figure. And please don't say, I'm just a uh, compliance director, I'm just, 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 because I'm here to tell you, if you see one of your young people in the grocery store and you look a hot mess, you're a public figure. But I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about um, your mindset, how you approach your work, and how you uh, forget your other identities. And somehow or another, when uh, you become overwhelmed, you kind of lose yourself. And so I'm not saying give up being a public figure. I'm saying take the mask off and be able to set your boundaries. So I kind of talk about that in the book. And uh, I got a partner who is going to assist you. If This is you. Uh, when I do my book signing, um, we're going across the country and doing a book signing. So 
uh, again, the concentration has been mental health for the student athlete, and our concentration will be the mental health uh, for the athletic administrator and our target market. So, if you would really like for um, uh, to be added to our city tour, please give me an email shout at Monique A J Smith at seedsofempowerment dot info. Again, it's Monique A J Smith at seedsofempowerment dot info. That also goes for um, my version of the newlywed game called "We're in this game together." Um, if you would like to discuss me coming to your campus doing a workshop, you can email me at Monique A J Smith at seedsofempowerment.info. And uh, I believe the time has come for me to introduce um, uh, my guest right after I share one last uh, commercial, Danielle Wright. She is one of my former interns from way back in the day. So, you know, I'm extremely proud of her. Danielle Wright uh, she has a program just for you in 2020. It's Branding You Right. Branding You Right. And uh, she only has 10 spots. Um, and, again, I just finished saying that each and every one of you are a public figure. But how are you branding yourself? And I have been preaching and preaching and preaching about getting a niche um, actually, Dan, Danielle Wright is a member of my Speakers Bureau, and uh, I do send her often uh, when reporters ask for uh, quotes or whatnot. I send her information uh, when individuals are looking for logo creation or branding. I always send them her way, um, and you all have seen her work. Uh, all of my logos are for the Speakers Bureau the Advanced Academy had been created by her, and uh, we actually did a workshop a couple of years ago in Philadelphia. So I'm um, really proud of her, and she does great work. Um, I just uh, I'm trying to think who would you know, um, and uh, it's it's coming to me. Uh, it is uh, mm, the um, um, oh Sharon Beverly's group. Um, she created their uh, logo, um, and it's not coming. Oh, yeah, Sharon Beverly and Associates. Uh, that's a search firm. Um, she did their logo. She's done some celebrity logos, too, uh, Lucinda Cross, um, but that's part entertainment world. But So that being said, her spots will also be taken up beyond anybody in in um, the chat in the garden, but she has a specialty just for you. So deadline is February the 16th, and because you're listening to this podcast, you can use the code CHAT2020, CHAT2020, at checkout to get $100 off. To register, go to Branding You Right, and that's W-R-I-G-H-T. So branding b r a n d i n g u y o u right w r i g h t dot com, um, and really I think this is a great value. Uh, she does great work, and uh, many of you all, I think I've I've asked a couple of people, do you um, do you distribute? Do you have a business card 
with just uh, your personal email and not just your institution. Uh, I am not trying to scare anybody. I really am not. But uh, being a pink slip proof is being able to identify yourself as an entity of its own. And there's so many opportunities to speak. Um, that I mean, people are creating virtual summits. Um, just this month, we have all of these women in sports days. People are looking for individuals. I mean, I'm about to go speak at a career fair at a uh, girl's, uh, it's not a sorority, but it's a, a girl's mentoring program put together uh, in my hometown. And so uh, I got book signings. It, it's just so many opportunities that you can be out there. Why not brand yourself as such? Even if you just brand yourself with your initials, people. Um, just join in on Danielle's uh, uh, program. And get your brand out there. Get your brand out there. So the time has come to introduce our guest of the hour. I'm really now. This is this is this is this is the truth. I have not had extensive conversation with her. So the reason I call her for chat is because y'all are listening in. You know how you go to Starbucks and hear people talking and you're trying to eavesdrop. Well, I'm giving you permission to eavesdrop on the chat. When I get a chance to meet this sister, I am so excited to be able to have a conversation about her career advice and uh, her career path. So welcome to the garden, Jake, Janet Eaton. Thank you. Good morning, Monique. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am so excited to talk to you. <laughs> me too. I have to honestly say I'm nervous. I said, how can I be nervous on the phone? But I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> Well, let's just jump right on in and let's start uh, talking about your journey from college to your current position. Okay, cool. I'm a proud alum of Dillard University. It's an HBCU out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, So that's where it all started for me. Um, I'm a Mississippi native, native, so I'm a Southern Belle but I'm definitely proud um, to be an HBCU graduate. That says a lot of what the importance of an HBCU. So I'm very proud to um, represent Dillard University and all of what it stands for. So after graduation, I got my first job at St. Bernard Parish in Louisiana, small school. Um, it's no longer there uh, because mm. of the storm Katrina. It is, it's no longer there, um, but definitely had a great stint, uh, high school coaching, getting my feet wet, Mom, learning, just getting, um, understanding how, how education works, understanding how coaching works, um, coached women's basketball, girls' basketball for many years and all of that. So I spent probably about five years at St. Bernard um, High School. Then I went on to Xavier Prep, all-girls Catholic school, powerhouse when it came to athletics in the city, in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. Wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, got an opportunity to grow as a coach, got an opportunity to touch on the administrative side. That's where I began my um, AD experience on the high school level, mm-hmm. got a taste of what administrative was, got a chance to just kind of explore and see if this is something that um, I wanted to do. And I definitely knew I wanted to grow and continue because I love athletics. I love being a voice, being um, being able to use a platform of athletics to actually move forward. So after Xavier Prep, 
got the opportunity to coach on the collegiate level at Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Wonderful experience time there. Um, coaching on D1, whole different avenue, whole different world, whole different gamut, and just being surrounded by a great head coach and coaching staff that shaped me and molded me. Um, about the business. Um, we call it the business. Those that are in athletics, we call it the business, and they can understand that. And, and just what is it you want to do? And what a lot of people miss is so many avenues in the world of athletics to do. Um, a lot of people miss that. It's so many things to do to explore your talents and to go from there. So after Lamar University, I had the pleasure of um, working at Wiley College in HBCU oh. in Marshall, Texas, Home of the Great Debaters. If you've never seen the movie, I'm going to advocate for the movie, A Home of the Great Debaters. It says a lot about the school history. But it's a little small town in Marshall, Texas. Again, HBCU, about 1,300, 1,400 students. And this is where I can actually say I grew. My, mm. my, my, my peacock wings came out. I had the opportunity to find out what I could and could not do, how strong I was. And I was surrounded again by another form of administration that embraced me, that helped me grow, that walked me through um, hiccups and encouraged me and empowered me to be like, I can do this. You can actually do this. Um, got the pleasure of being the first female athletic director at Wiley College. Um, so it was definitely a journey. It was a great journey, a great experience. Um, learned a lot. Still have connections with um, administration. Still have connections with people that uh, mentored me, and they are still in my corner, helping me through even where I am today. So after Wiley College, um, definitely wanted to get back into coaching. Just trying to figure out what are you doing, what are you not doing. Went back um, on the coaching side to the sideline at Indiana State in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, did that for a couple of four years, and I'm like, you know what, I, I, I like the administration. I want to get back on the administration. I want to make a difference. I heard mm-hmm. you say earlier about the, the mental wellness of the student athlete. So mm-hmm. my point of making sure the mental wellness of the coaches that approach mm-hmm. the student athletes or deal with the student athletes. So I felt like as I've grown in the profession, as I've grown as a person, I would be more beneficial on the administrative side. I wanted to be able to open doors and open avenues for people that look like me. I wanted to be able to um, represent um, females, female in sports, and represent us well and be able to help. Um, in every aspect. Everything for me is not about wins and losses. We all like to win, but everything is not about wins and losses. That win and loss can be making sure you got that kid across the stage who didn't think they were going to graduate, making sure that you're there to listen and to understand and help people reach their goals and to reach um, whatever platforms that they've set for themselves and to be successful. So after Indiana State, I ended up here at Lloyd's University in Sylvania, Ohio, another NAIA institution that I am learning and growing every day. I embrace the journey. I'm thankful for the journey. Um, I truly believe that God has guided my steps to where I am today. So even though it's cold and we get ready to go through a snowstorm, I'm happy. Um, Today is February. We do celebrate women in sports um, this particular month, and we are celebrating it today, tonight at um, Lord's University. So I'm I'm honored to be the voice of athletics and leading the department, and I'm very honored to be um, where I am. So where is Lord's? Lord's is in Sylvania, Ohio. Um, It is probably 
two miles from Toledo. I guess if people say Toledo, they would know Toledo, Ohio. So I am 45 minutes from Detroit, Michigan. I am two hours from Cleveland if I'm driving. So northwest Ohio. Okay. Mm -hmm. Small population. To me, it's probably about uh, 25,000, 30,000 people population, but Toledo is much more. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how did you find out about that opportunity? I actually hooked up with a search firm. Um, and submitted my resume to market myself. Um, I knew that I wanted to be in administration. I knew that I wanted to get someone to help market myself, and they were awesome. Uh, They were actually awesome. And so they pretty much was like, these are the jobs that fit your profile. Go for these jobs. So got received a phone call from Lord's University, had two interviews, and long story short, here I am. So we got to share the name of the search firm? I want to say it is, I might be wrong. Was it Stewart and James? James and Stewart? Okay. I could research it and get, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the it's reason I say search. that because we have, we introduced to a lot of search firms, but okay. we don't have many who really promote women of color to get that job. Okay. So we like to be able to at least identify one who identifies with the value that we bring to the table. Okay, awesome. And uh, what's my second question behind that? Um, oh, so how are you, are you celebrating um, Girls and Women's Day on, on your campus tonight? So what we pretty much, we're flip-flopping our basketball game. Um, the okay. men will play at 6 o'clock. The women will play the highlight game at 8 o'clock. We have all female officials for the women's Mm -hmm. game. We have um, female halftime entertainment. Um, A lot of the halftime music or the backdrops will be all female artists. Um, We're doing a lot of stuff on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow us at lordsathletics.edu. I think that's us. And uh, we're doing a lot of stuff um, throughout the year, kind of like – um, we don't sell it. Today is the day or today is the month. This is the month for female and um, women in sports. But we celebrate it year-round. I'm all about mm-hmm. equality, all about um, inclusion and making everybody feel comfortable. Men's soccer, we flip-flop games. We always take it another step or another level. Um, we make sure that our women play second in some highlight games and make sure they're respected and honored and, and so on and so forth. And I'm I'm proud to say that, Ninety percent of our sports that are ninety percent of our female sports have female head coaches. Oh, mhm, that is outstanding. So how long Thank have you. you been there? I am going in my second academic year. Oh, it, I am going. So I'm still kind of figuring it out, figuring it through, going from there. The first year was a a, a very successful year. Uh, I guess turning the corner, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. you spoke a little bit about branding, and you talked about branding yourself, but what is Lord's brand? What is Lord's athletics brand? So I'm very fortunate, and I don't take it for granted that I've had the opportunity to take a blank canvas and just paint Mm -hmm. it. Lord's athletics has only been around 10 years. We're young. So every sport has not been around 10 years. My golf Women's volleyball and softball are the only three that's been here 10 years. Basketball has been around six. Uh, lacrosse has been around six to four. We just started bowling last year. 
tennis mm. started this year. So we have, um, Monique, 24 teams. I have 24 teams. I manage and oversee 48 um, I'm sorry, 43 people, and we have 420 athletes on campus. The student athletic body, the, our athletes are the majority of the campus that live on campus. Now, we are, you know, people commute and come back and forth, but, but far as residents and far as living on campus, um, student athletics is 62%. That is amazing. It is. That is so it's, it's, so, it's different. Oh, yeah. Because usually when you have a startup, ten years you not you haven't grown that big. So that is, you're right. You do have, have a blank canvas. That's for sure. We have a keeping. blank canvas. Yes. And so last year, um, we celebrated homecoming in November. Um, so okay. what we did, we researched all of the All Americans, and you know, even though we're young, it's a lot of great history here. Mm-hmm. We have a hall of fame and um I'm sorry, a wall of fame where we identified nineteen all Americans from Lord's University over the past ten years. So we had an opportunity to research them, pull their pictures, highlight and created a when you walk into the arena, we have an athletic arena, when you walk into the arena and you come upstairs on the second floor, the mm-hmm. whole second floor wall is dedicated to them. Their pictures are up um, their accomplishments, and it is a beautiful sight to see. And that wall will continue to grow as we continue to grow and student-athletes get accomplished, get um, recognized. So for homecoming, everybody came back. Everybody, and it was just a flood of celebration and a flood of love for the athletic celebration of these young people that dedicated their time to um, Grey Wolf Athletics. Well. I have one question that just came on to me via text okay. while we were coming on the air. Her okay. name is, uh, well, first let me ask this question. So this school is an NEI institution? Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. Cool. And so Clayton Wilson, she is an administrative assistant at Dayton State College. She mm-hmm. has this question. What would be... Uh, it, what would be anyone wanting to pursue a career as an AD need to have in their bag? Examples are skill set, education, personality type, anything that you deem necessary. What are the skill sets anybody that wants to be an AD have in their bag? Yes. Listening skills. Um, uh-huh. Everything of what she said, but listening skills. Um being able to listen and interpret and understand what the other person is explaining or trying to get across. Um, I, I think that one of the – it's over 100 things that's beneficial for any job, whether it's an AD, whether it's a, a president, whether it's um, facilities director. But more importantly, from my point of view, is listening. Can you, how will you help someone get to the next level? You've got to be able to understand their needs, their concerns, and be able to help them achieve, giving them the tools that they need to achieve, being able to help them reach their goals. And you can't do that unless you listen and have a good understanding of what they can and cannot do and what their goals are. That is a great answer. And, Thank you. Uh, oh, it is, because – 
Out of all the skill sets that I have, listening is not my best one. And every time I go <laughs> to certain things, people will say, uh, you know, how to say, you know, what's the one thing you, what's the skills that you want to learn? And listening is me. It's just, just, I just, I, you know, one of the things I need to have a rubber band on my arm to pluck myself when I know that I'm just trying to get my point and I'm not listening. So I do know that. I mean, self-awareness is the first step. Yes, I agree. you got to know yourself. I agree. I totally agree. So I we're totally going to take up. We're going to take a break here on the Chatham Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. And when we return, we'll continue to grow here in the garden. Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the financial literacy coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380 and by email, eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. Fourteen years as a professional athlete, and I never once went into a game without a plan. But when it came to the money game, I had no clue where to start. If you're feeling the same way, I would like to help you evaluate, plan, and execute your way to victory in your finances. I'm Nakia Sanford, Regional Vice President with Primerica Financial Services. Give me a call, 404-940-9887. That's 404-940-9887. It helps to have a pro on your team. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving their lives? 
I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith, here in the Chattanooga Garden with Significance Blooms Athletics and Sports, and we are here with Miss Janet Eaton. Hey. Hear your cheers? Yes, I can hear the cheers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. And so uh, I think I heard you say that you're a graduate of Dillard University. Yes, I am. Proud graduate. You got to put the proud in front of it. Proud okay. graduate. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a proud AD uh, of Dillard University, Dr. Kiki Baker Barnes, and she has this question. What okay. advice would you give to someone transitioning from an NCAA to a NAIA institution? Um, tell my sorrow, I said hello. Um, give it up for Delta Sigma Theta. <laughs> okay. Um, the the advice I would give for someone transitioning from NCAA to NAIA is to relax. Mm. Um, yes, it's two different worlds, but management is the same. Rules are different. Be open to receive um, guidance from those that have been in NAIA longer than you and know that competition is competition. Um, Some people get caught up on D1, D2, OE, NCAA. Much respect to the powerhouse and and everybody else, but management is management. Um, You could be happy at um, NCAA, and you could be just as happy at NAIA. Um, Mm -hmm. Love what I do. Nothing but respect for NAIA. Um, Enjoyed NCAA, but definitely love NAIA. That's good information. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you, uh, Kiki and I, embarked upon a um, strategy back in 2017 of highlighting the women of color within the NEIA, uh, mm-hmm. twofold, uh, exposing the NEIA to our group of women and to expose the group of women within the Chattanooga Garden of the opportunities uh, available in NIA, NAIA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to tell you, since 2017, the pipeline has increased. I just know Good. even from this summer, I know at mm-hmm. least three women of color who have become ADs within the NAIA, uh, Natasha Wilson, Tanya Walker, and uh, I, my mind doesn't embrace the name of the person, um, mm-hmm. but um, um, I want to say Dorian. Uh, yes, yeah, she's at, um, um, yes, ma'am, she's in Missouri. Yes, I can't even think of the school. Yeah, yes. that's why. Mm-hmm. Dorian Johnson. Yes. yes. Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. She she was um, in the garden uh, as a podcast guest when she was at another NEI institution. So I didn't okay. necessarily count her because I already talked about her in 2017. But the mm-hmm. fact that she still remains in the NAIA says a lot about um, 
of the staying power of women of color within the conference, mm-hmm. I mean, with mm-hmm. your organization. So uh, excited about that. Excited about that. And I think I'm going to do, um, and I did a presentation about that at the art conference. I think I'm going to revisit that. So uh, let me come up with another question here. Okay. Um, that I really, because uh, I'm a book reader, and I okay. want to hear what you had to say about this. Nakia Robbins-Thompson of Delaware State University. What tips would you recommend for a young woman new to this field, and what books have you read that shaped your leadership style, and what women do you admire in patting yourself after? Okay, she had about five questions in one. Okay, <laughs> let me see. Okay, uh, um, if I've missed one, just point it back out to me. Um, okay. What I... The books I've read, um, I am a I am a reader. I'm definitely a book reader. I had the opportunity to go here. Uh, what is it, Judge? Is it, oh God, dog! Maybe? I want to say Judge Judy. It is Judge Judy. I think it's okay. Judge Judy. She was in Toledo, and she had a book signing, and it was about um, being comfortable in your skin and being who you are. Um, and and so I had an opportunity to sit in on her seminar. It was very powerful. It was probably this time last year, and picked up her book, and it was um, Being Comfortable in Your Skin. Um, I just finished reading the book by Stacey um, Abrams. Adam. Is it Abrams? The, Abrams. From Georgia. Uh, A-B-R-A-M-S. Abrams. Yes. Yes. Um, and her book is called, look, that, I don't know why y'all asked me the name of the well, book. I, 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 girl, we read that book, girl. I, we already did What's that in the, the Man's Academy. It's my leading. Uh, leading from uh, within. You know, leading from leading outside. From within? No, no, Leader from, okay. Leading from the outside, had, had mm-hmm. the opportunity to read that book, um, yeah. and and um, just learning who you are, being mm-hmm. comfortable with who you are is important. You gotta know what triggers, um, how, you know, you gotta know your trigger points. You gotta know your pressure points, and and stuff from there. Um, the other question, how you navigate, I think. What did she ask? What was the other question? Uh, okay, what would you recommend to a young woman new to the recommend. field? What I recommend to a young person coming into the field, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to say you don't know. None mm-hmm. of us know it all. Um, mm-hmm. I have mentors and friends. I blow up their phone all the time. They're like, Lord, Janet, calling again because I don't mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. don't be afraid to fail. Your failure is, and I, everybody knows these little cliches, is um, a step to success. It's okay mm-hmm. that you've made a mistake or made an error. Don't hide from it. Own it and just move on. But I do suggest you so- surround yourself with that support group. Now, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It gets lonely. It gets hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it, it, it can wear on you, but you've got to surround yourself with that support group. And that support group is not the violin, that group that be like, yeah, you're right. No, that support group is like, girl, you're wrong. Let me tell you why you're wrong, blah, 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 blah. And that support group is like, I understand what you're saying. Here's a different vantage point. And so those people that are not afraid to share what they think, um, and, and it's a different way to address it, just to make you think in a different way. Um, and the other part of who do I look up to, who do I, um, I guess, respect, have helped me along the way, is so many people. It, it's not, if I call names, I'm going to start missing names, but without a doubt, I'm a Southerner. 
my mom, my family, mm-hmm. my, my grandmother and my mom's um, pumped in me that you could be whatever you want to be. And I told my mama I wanted to be a foot model. And she was like, Janet, okay, that's cute, but you need to feed your family and take care of yourself. But if you want to be a foot model, knock yourself out. But my mama just, to this day, she's my number one cheerleader, along with mm-hmm. all of my family, um, you know, my son, my sister, and all of that. I have colleagues that I have worked with that I have been around the world with that I still connect. Um, Kiki, you call Kiki. Um, you got Burwell um, from Texas College. I have those people that I, that are in the same profession I'm in. But I had the pleasure of having a provost, Dr. Glenda Carter, who was mm. at Wiley College, and she was hard, but I knew she loved me, and I knew she believed in me. Um, and I can pick up the phone at 2 o'clock and, and call her and pick her brain or share with her whatever I'm going through, whether it's good or bad, and I do know she will answer. And I just encourage everyone that's interested in being in um, athletics, being in any form of administration, is to – Surround yourself with people that believe in you, that believe that you can do this, and follow your dreams. Don't pigeonhole yourself to, oh, I can only do this, oh, I can only do that. Follow your dreams. Believe that you can do whatever you want to do, put in the work, and just go after it. Well, I want to uh, challenge you to Mm -hmm. love on your mentor. Um, Send her a note today. Yes, I will. Um, my uh, mentor, Dr. Carolyn Hines, passed away in December, mm-hmm. and uh, she was. When you said that, it just it just hit me because I could call her any day and night, and she was hard. Oh my God, you know. And this lady wasn't just my mentor. Almost every female AD that came out of the CIAA, they mm-hmm. all felt the same way. She led all our retreats that we had. And uh, and when I told them of the passing, they all said they would not be the woman, the wife, the mm-hmm. mother, the leader that they are without her touching them. And so, uh, mm-hmm. just 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 love on her while you got a girl. I sure will. I oh, sure will. Thank you. Um, now another question, which uh, I think this would be great for you because you said that you had ninety percent of your head coaches were female. Uh, young lady, uh, Coach Curry, is the first female assistant basketball coach at a Division One institution. She mm-hmm. would like to know uh, what is your reaction, your response, to where are all the women coaches article by the New York Times? And how uh, do how do you do? How did you how did you make sure that you had 90% of uh the individuals that are running your women's program um, be women, and would you ever see um, any IA institution with a head female coach of a male's program? Oh, okay. Well, I've only been here at Lord's two years, so mm-hmm. um, I can't take full credit of a lot of them being women, but I can take some credit because I've hired some. Um, okay. And so, but I'm proud to say when I was at, when I was the AD at Wiley College, that was my stamp of making sure the female sports had female head coaches. With mm-hmm. that being said, I'm looking for the best candidate. 
So I'm not knocking the male gender that apply for our sports. I'm looking for the best candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely um, pay close attention to a female making sure that they have the um, the skills needed and everything needed to, to lead it and go from there. So I'm not opposed to the men getting the job, but I am an advocate for women being over um, the sports and everything that we do because I think we have enough females that in every sport, not just basketball, not just softball, in every sport that can do the craft if they're given um, that could do the job if they're given the opportunity. So I, I understand what Muffy McGraw was saying. I support what she said about having her whole female staff. I support that. Don't mm-hmm. knock it. Definitely support that. But I, again, it's what's best for you as an individual. What 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 works best for you as an individual, um, and stuff like that. Now, what was the other part of her question? Uh, well, you kind of. I'm asking based on the fact that she's the first female assistant coach at a D1 Power 5 mm-hmm. institution. Do you see that happening anytime soon with an NEI institution with a female on a male's uh, team staff? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I personally can see that. Um, I do. I don't think that um, it's probably changing more than – we probably all know because maybe it's just not a lot of people out there that's doing it. Um, but on the high school level, you see it some. Maybe mm-hmm. it needs to move faster. But I do know in the Ohio area, we do have high school coaches that coach um, the male side. We do. Um, mm. Do I see it happening in NAIA? It will eventually. It, it will eventually. Will I shy away from a female coach that is applying for a male job? No. I'm going to take the best candidate. I'm definitely going to take the best candidate. Um, oh, here's another one. Danielle, uh-huh. um, she is a coach, a uh, track coach in the Pennsylvania area. Her okay. question is, working in a male-dominated industry, can you advise on being your authentic self? How can I advise on being my authentic self? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can, because it's hard. I think all of us can inhale and exhale. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe we should ever change who we are, but we should be aware of our surroundings. Um, we all know the cliches of if a male person is screaming and yelling, he's coaching. But the mm-hmm. minute we're screaming and yelling, we are out of control or, you know, the stereotype they say about us. So I truly believe that you should be yourself, whether it be wearing your natural hair. Don't don't change who you are because, again, that goes back to your part of your branding mm-hmm. um, of being exactly who you are. Be mindful. I, I tell coaches all the time, don't put yourself in a situation where you could be uncomfortable, whether it be your clothing. Um, be mindful of what you wear. You you understand or you know what you look like, so make adjustments there so you're not um, in an awkward situation. Um, if you are challenged or if you have some concerns about your setting, don't be alone. Mm-hmm. But I think that if, kind of like when we were young, you know, your, I know my daddy told me, People bully you, Janet, only because they find a weakness in you. They don't bully everybody. So you mm. got to have this sureness about you. you got to have this confidence about your craft, your ability, and be able to deliver in order to get that respect in that male-dominated um, environment. 
it's a challenge. I don't know if the challenge will ever change, but it's a challenge that I have embraced and accepted, and I don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, if you're not invited to the table, nobody's stopping you from leaning up against the wall listening. <laughs> Nobody. And eventually that chair at the table going to open up and you're going to be able to go. I hear yeah. you, sister girl. I hear <laughs> you, sister girl. Well, I am being alerted that we are out of time. Thank you so okay. much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Monique. I had a blast. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And I'd like to thank uh, Christina Lockley for stepping in as an engineer uh and in, in place of our uh, wonderful esteem and prayers out to Cart Garrison, the CEO of Survival Radio Network. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. for follow-ups on uh, Facebook uh, on the podcast uh, Facebook group, A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, and have a significant rest of the day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.